Welcome to the Growth Lab. I am Tej Singh, personal growth enthusiast, world traveler, sales professional on a spiritual journey to live my highest expression. This podcast is meant for individuals looking to evolve in all aspects of their lives. I interview leaders and coaches that have a passion to grow beyond the status quo and expand into their highest potential. Let's dive into it as we help you get 1% better with every episode. I'm excited to announce our guest for episode eight, Danny Frederick. Professionally, Danny works as the Director of Client Success at Abundant, a growth mastermind for sales professionals. Prior, she worked as a real estate sales professional at Compass, working with the number two sales team in New York, and before that, working as a project manager for Epic Software. Professionally, she had been searching for happiness in her career ever since she got a taste in high school working at Aldo, where she was a number one sales rep in the U.S., and number one, number four sales rep in the world. So she played around with different sized companies. And when that didn't work in finding happiness, she tried switching industries. And when that didn't work, she finally started her growth journey to find happiness inside. And that's how Danny and I met as a part of a mastermind immersion with Abundant in Guatemala. And actually, Danny works at Abundant now. It really has come full circle for her. We further explored this uh, in the episode and also how Danny's life transformed when she started looking uh, within for answers, pivoting from only thinking to listening to her body and feelings, uh, unpacking the masculine and feminine side in each one of us and how that plays out in daily life and much more. Let's dive in. Danny, welcome to the Growth Lab. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Tej. Of course, of course. Uh, Danny, you know, where I'd like to start today is, is really kind of going back uh, a couple of years ago to how we met at a mastermind called Epic Impact, now abundant, uh, but you've had a lot of transformation in the last few years, and we caught up a little bit about that, and I know there's a lot to unpack there, but if you could give us a quick summary, and then we can start to dig deeper. Sure, yeah. So we met in Guatemala, correct? 2017 Guatemala? Yep, yep. Cool. So lots of change going on at that time for me. It may have been not only the start of my personal development journey, but maybe the first time out of the U.S. I've got to look back Was at it? that. Wow. Yeah. 2017, I did not travel a lot before um, 2017. It was abundant, really got me traveling, and a very close friend of mine was getting married overseas that same year. So that was my first, you know, kind of journey. I think that was the universe's way of being like, okay, we're going to go through lots of change. Let's get you out of your structures. Let's get you out of your normal routines and uh, put you in a place where um, you haven't been before because, you know, with immersion, I think it's so important to pattern interrupt your life Mm -hmm. and go somewhere else. And that's why a lot of these retreats are held, you know, not just an hour away from you. It's, it's like worth, getting on a plane and going because it really transforms your mindset and primes it to be like, okay, we're learning something new. We're making new neuro pathways. And um, so, yeah, that was that, that 2017 was a big year for me. I joined Abundant. I had no idea um, really what it was. I hadn't been exposed to coaching before. I didn't know that um, like personal development and professional development coaching was even an industry or a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, right. (laughs) So when I got into the group, I was like, wow, 
you know, lots of really interesting people, but also um, the content and the concepts that we were learning were super foreign to me. I almost felt like they were talking another language and I didn't know how to adjust. I just had to listen to that little voice inside me that was like, you're in the right place. Just keep <laughs> going. Yeah. Am I though? Because this <laughs> seems really weird. <laughs> I feel you so on that. I, I had... Um, Right, right. And I had, you know, luckily, I didn't just find them randomly online, I was referred by a close friend. So I think that really helps a lot. Because otherwise, I just I didn't know that industry existed. Again, like, my life at that time was very much um, hit the goals, make the money type A, wake up with anxiety, what's my to do list, here we go, and not yeah. really living. But I thought I was living. Because I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And so I think a big transformation for me of coming, go, you know, going on that trip um, that you were on as well was, wow, there's like a whole new paradigm that I can step into. Did I use those words? No. Yeah. <laughs> Back then, those words would have been like, WTF just happened. I feel really <laughs> great, but I can't explain to anyone what I just went through. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I think to, to summarize, I was, you know, we learn a lot about masculine, feminine and the balancing of those energies and how we're in a patriarchal society today. And just for those listening who aren't familiar with those terms, that doesn't necessarily mean man versus woman. Mm -hmm. um, we all have both energies inside of us and the masculine is really structure focused go-getter and the feminine is more intuitive, creative, nurturing. And it's really easy to just stomp out that creativity, that intuition, not listen to those signals your body is giving you just because you're taught the linear conditioning of this is what I have to do to achieve. This is what keeps me safe. This is what keeps food on the table. This is what gets me love. This is what, you know, gets me friends. Um, and you may not think of it that way right away. And, but for me, um, I was totally thinking of it that way and I didn't realize it. Mm -hmm. And so when I walked away from that first Guatemala trip was the feminine is really powerful. The nurturing, the intuition, the creativity is super powerful and it only helps the masculine, the focus be more successful. I was shown this new paradigm where you can achieve with ease rather than with stress rather than with burnout, rather than with trying to be one of the men. I've always worked with mostly men. And so I was a woman masquerading at a as a man so that I could play the man's game and win at the man's game. And really that just makes you frigid and shut down because we have so much juiciness in us as women. Yeah. Um, so it was cool to tap into that juiciness and that's really been my pathway um, since 2017 is like, how do I embrace the feminine within me, recognize its power and integrate that with the masculine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so there's a lot to unpack there. And, and I, and I do remember that Danny, she wouldn't be speaking the way that, that you're speaking today. She wouldn't be using, <laughs> she wouldn't be using these terms. Uh, but, but I'd love be a lot more cuss words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how much you've transformed and how much you've integrated the teachings that you've learned, right? Because that's the important thing, right? You've 
you kind of take in content, but it's also the integration. So you become, you know, become those teachings. So it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, now there's a couple of points. So, you know, just, just for clarification on abundant, um, you know, it's a, it's a professional growth program, a mastermind, so to speak, right, Danny. And, um, you know, there's a group of individuals that mostly in sales and in other industries come to kind of find purpose and, and find alignment in what they're doing in life. And, um, I also was a part of that in 2017, 2018. I think that was the, the year span and I met a lot of great people there and, and, and Danny, of course, we, we, we met there and the emergence would happen in different places. So Guatemala was one, I think there was one in Costa Rica, right, Danny, uh, just, mm-hmm. d- just, in, just in different spots. Um, now, so if you go back to that time frame, uh, and I do want to get into the masculine and feminine pieces, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of juice there that's for us to go into. Yeah. Uh, but, <laughs> but, but prior to that, you know, what, what did life look like for you, Danny, prior to you coming on to the mastermind? And I, I remember in that immersion mm-hmm. and some of the other ones, there were these like breakthroughs that were happening for you where you're like, am I living the wrong life? Like what's happening? Uh, but, but, you know, so I, I would, I would get into that a little bit. Like what did, what, what was your day to day like? Cause you were successful coming into the program. It wasn't like from the outside looking in, you're doing really well. Um, but what was your, you know, what was it, what did it look like before? And then what were your breakthroughs and the immersions? Um, you broke up just for a second. So you're asking what did my life look like before? And then what were the breakthroughs and the immersions? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. yeah so I think one of the most succinct examples would be you know just living for the weekend Mm -hmm. so the weekend would come you have bottomless brunches with friends bar hop into the night you don't even know where your day goes and all of a sudden you wake up it's Sunday maybe there's a brunch party somewhere I, I was living in Manhattan so there's lots of you know, <laughs> there's lots of options. Yeah. And it was really what, I, what it came down to. And again, I wouldn't have said it this way back then, but I'm speaking from the place of having much more awareness and, and being on um, a very active healing journey mm-hmm. the past three years. And I was basically drinking to forget, um, drinking to forget that I had to go back to work on Monday and do it all over again. Um, because I was kind of putting, I was putting my heart on hold. Um, I didn't feel like I was infusing my, myself into my work. I didn't feel connected to my work. I felt very lost. I felt like, am I ever going to figure this out? Am I ever going to figure this out? Like it, it cannot be this hard. You know, I checked all these boxes. Why aren't I happy? I was told I would be happy checking all these boxes. Where's yeah. my happiness? Bring it. Yeah. I did it. You know? <laughs> and um, I wasn't. So the life before, I mean, on the outside, it was great. I was living in Manhattan. Um, I was working in real estate and multi-million dollar homes all the time. And um, out with friends. And it all looked great, but it it was... It was basically anxiety-induced drinking, mm. I would say. was mm-hmm. a big part of my life. Yeah. So one of the breakthroughs that, that came through was, was like, 
I didn't know that people didn't live for the weekend or I didn't know that people did other things on the weekend other than go out and drink with friends. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. There's other activities? Like what? Like, yeah, I would like, jog in the morning or something or work out on my own. But like, what do you mean that people do other things? Like, I don't trust people that don't drink. Like, what are they trying to hide from me? You know? <laughs> that was shown you know all these all these different things and and it's kind of interesting I didn't and um and and just to be clear like the the program we were in didn't preach not drinking that's just a central theme in my growth journey and so I, I just wanted to share a little bit about that and I didn't I didn't come home one day and say oh I'm not drinking anymore that was yeah. never, that was never it. But what happened was in, in part of me trying to integrate the masculine to feminine, I was really trying to listen to my body. Mm-hmm. And there's little like micro moments that I would practice during the day to do that. So for example, if I was sitting down at a restaurant, instead of thinking from my mind, like, hmm, what, I want, what do I want to eat? I would kind of like glaze over the menu and try to listen to my body of like, what, what does my body want? And then I would order that, even if I'm like, really, I usually would never order that, yeah. I would order it. And I would be aware, like, do I feel better or worse? Like, was my intuition correct in choosing that or not? Mm. Um, and so that started to happen with drinking of, do I really want another drink or do I want one? And sometimes it was a yes. And sometimes it was a no. And um, eventually one day I just woke up and I was like, huh, I haven't like, been hung over in a solid month. That's interesting. Like I really haven't gone out, but I've been busy and productive. Yeah. Like what have I been doing? Um, and that just really happened organically and naturally. And I think that's so important because I think sometimes we can go into these, these lifestyle changes and be like, I'm not doing this. You know, I'm doing yeah. 30 days, no alcohol, or I'm doing da, 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 because yeah. alcohol is bad, or this is bad. And the problem is when you introduce shame, when you're shaming yourself for your actions, you just repeat the pattern. Mm. So shame does not help break any habits. Mm. So if you're just like, cool, yeah, I'm drinking right now. I'm bringing awareness to it of like, why am I drinking? Oh, just because I want to because it's celebratory or, oh, because I'm anxious about this deal that may or may not close next week or all these different things. You start bringing awareness and you start asking your body and the pattern falls away on its own. So a big part of me trying to integrate the feminine over my growth journey is how do I allow my life to transform without force? And that was one of those things. I would never say, oh, I'm not going to drink anymore. And um, I rarely ever do, not just because of quarantine, like even the year before quarantine, um, I really wasn't going out. Instead, I would do like I'll give you one example of, I bought a ticket to a Friday night. It was a yoga studio followed by a sound bath, followed by dinner at the yoga studio with live music. Like how cool is that? You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and that would have never even come into my reality before. So, yeah. so it's, it's, um, that was a really big, I'd say, I'd say the biggest breakthroughs are, um, being a woman is extremely powerful and I can create my own game. And I don't need to force myself to change. All I need to do is listen to my body Mm. and it's going to tell me and make me the life that I want to lead. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And so it's so interesting because, you know, from, from the drinking part, I had a similar breakthrough when I went through uh, the program and not in that, that drinking is bad, but in that I was following a cycle, just as you explained, 
right? It was the five days work week and then just drinking on Friday, Saturday, and then recovering on Sunday and doing it all over again, right? So it was just that, that cycle. And then when you don't know anything else, to your point, when you don't know what you don't know, it's like, what else are you going to do? You know, like that's, that's every, all of my friends are doing that. Everyone around me is doing, my work colleagues are doing that. So what, what else am I going to do? Right? Like that's the only way. Uh, so, so, you know, that there is the, um, there is the possibility of other things. Right. And, and I love that you brought up the point of just listening to yourself and you can't really listen to yourself if you're just numbed out, right. If you're just numbed and, and during, during the work week, you know, when you're working all the time, you're also a point of numbing yourself, right? Because you're very much in your mind, just kind of getting things done and you come home. Mm. And when, when you, when you get home at that point, you know, you're just ready for the next day, right? It's like, okay, I'm going to wind down and get ready. So, so you really don't have any gaps to allow to listen to yourself. So I, I love that you mentioned that. And again, to your point, it isn't that, you know, you're not putting a, a connotation on drinking, but it is what's the important point is, do you make space to listen to yourself, right? Mm. Which, which, which I love. Um, and as I, so let's, let's kind of follow the journey along, right? So that breakthrough happened where you were able to investigate and said, okay, I need to change some things, right? And, and that can seem daunting because I remember I looked back to, to uh, my life and I was like, I thought I was a success. Now everything is broken. Like, what, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like I, I thought I had it all figured out. I had a plan. I had a five-year roadmap of where my life was going to go. And this was, this was when I moved to SF and I had joined uh, Epic Impact Abundant Now at that time. And I had that same breakthrough. I'm like, what now? Like, I don't have any, like, there's no direction. And again, it, it, for me as well, it was, okay, I need to kind of come back to myself. I need to start listening, not focusing so much on what society has taught me or what my parents have taught me or what everyone has taught me is success. I need to investigate that for myself. And it, and it started a whole, you know, year and a half long journey of traveling and doing all this crazy stuff to really be able to discover a lot of that. Right. So what did it look like for you? Obviously, Abundant was a key pillar to support your journey, right? But when we go back to the point of, okay, now you have this breakthrough, like what did that look like for you? What were some of the things that you did? Yeah, I would say, I would say, you know, the mastermind group we were in really was a catalyst of showing me there's, there's different things out there. Cause to your point, when it's what your colleagues are doing, when it's what your friends are doing. And I grew up, I'm from Wisconsin. Okay. So we wake <laughs> up and have beers in our hand. We're like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> So it's, it's when it's, it, when it's culturally reinforced from where I'm growing up, um, you don't know any other way. And it's not like we went and we learned, oh, here's this other way to live. It was, oh, here are these mindsets of possibilities. Yeah. Like what's possible yeah. for you? Yeah. What do you actually want your life to look like? And we, I don't think for me, it was not common to ask myself those things because I was like, do I even have a choice? It's you have to make money so that you can buy things, Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and, and get the nice house and like, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when, when, when we were posed those questions of like, no, but what do you really want? Mm -hmm. Because it's actually possible. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like a little igniting flame for me. And then yeah. I really actually went on my own, own journey. So I will, I, I will say abundant was there um, for a key piece. I'd say anything, anyone doing transformation find people who are on the same path as you. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that path can be different in content, but the context of the mindset really needs to be the same path of 
I'm always trying to get better. I'm here for you. I can have the difficult conversations. I understand what it's like to try to break patterns and I'm doing it with you because that was really the group that held me accountable um, and also showed me unconditional love. Like I had never felt someone, I really felt seen mm -hmm. and you could really be vulnerable in the space. Um, and really just received. So that was important. But then I went on like my whole own trajectory, which was much more spiritual yeah. in nature rather than just kind of um, mindset framing and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think back, like what were the, the, the major highlights? I think, you know, I started meditating yeah. and that was hard. So I started with two minutes a day. I just did two minutes a day. And I just told myself, which is difficult because when you're like a type A achiever, you know, yeah. and I like how you put it before, you're not only numbing out on the weekends, you're numbing out during the week because you just put your blinders up and get things done. Yeah. You don't have time to like deal with feelings because yeah. you can't hit numbers when you're dealing with feelings. <laughs> Well, you right. can, you can, there's a way. And, and that's what we teach. But um, I didn't know that at the time in the, in the, in the paradigm I was in. Um, so meditating was huge. And, and I, I told myself, look, I'm not going to try to be an overachiever here and do a half hour every day or do an hour every day. I'm going to start. And my only measure is going to be to show up and do it for two minutes. And I'm not even going to put a time frame around it of when I'm going to go to three minutes or five minutes. And I got that idea from a book my brother um, recommended to me by Scott Adams. It's called, um, I think it's called How to Fail at Everything and Still Win Big. And he talks about it. He has an example in there about how in order to go to the gym, all he would do is he would get up, put his gym shoes on, and his only commitment was to walk into the gym. So sometimes he would walk into the gym and not even work out. He'd just walk in, be like, I did it today, and walk out. And eventually, like, your body is just ready. And once you're there, you're going to do it. Yeah. So I worked up to, um, there was a time where I was meditating like an hour in the morning and an hour at night, you know, and it came yeah. naturally again, because I, I subtracted that force and that shame and that achievement energy from it of like, I'm not good if I don't hit it. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, also learning that meditation isn't about not losing focus. It's about being aware when you do lose focus and bringing your focus back. Right. Yeah. So and you don't want to, you don't want to crush meditation. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to yeah. be like, I'm going to crush this. <laughs> and there's so many different types of meditation too. You know, it's kind of like if you tell someone to go to the gym, who's never worked out before, they don't know, should they be on the treadmill? Should they be strength training? Should they be going to a group class? Yeah. Um, so I think it's really important. I have a lot of friends that will say, Oh, well, I tried meditation and it's just not for me. I couldn't keep, I couldn't settle down my mind. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, you're, you're never going to settle down your mind. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the point of meditation. There's a lot of different, um, a lot of different uses for it. And so I think that was really key on my journey because it opened up my awareness to be able to follow breadcrumbs and synchronicities mm -hmm. in my environment mm -hmm. of what, you know, like you said, when, when you're numb all the time, you almost have to relearn what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. You have to remember back to what's important to you because our entire lives were given a roadmap. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, pass this test, you get to the next grade. Yeah. You know, 
hit this project, you get the promotion and here's the steps. You know, we we're so used to being spoon fed, like here, this is what you do and you get the gold star. Yeah. And it can be, you realize it's like, oh no, I've got to create the path. Mm. What do I want? I can't remember what I like. What does make me laugh genuinely? What does bring me energy genuinely? Um, what makes me feel connected? What makes me feel like everything's going to be okay and I'm exactly perfect just where I am? Mm-hmm. I think that's a really big part of the learning curve is that's why I go back to like that integrating feminine. It's really that intuition and listening to my body of like, oh, after every interaction, after every activity, did my energy go up, stay the same or go down? Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was really huge. Yeah, I love that. I love that because I mean, there's so much there that you mentioned, Danny. I can I can kind of dig into so much, right? I don't think we'll have enough time to go to all of it, but I but I love this. I love what you're sharing, right? And as as I'm reflecting back on the conversation, um, you know, the the point of avoiding shame as this change is happening, right? I thought that was a, a key point, and also as you're going through your transformation journey. Um, you know, going through that without force, right? And, and it kind of touches on a lot of what you're sharing about integrating the feminine. Uh, and you mentioned that a little bit, right? So let's, let's talk about that, right? So from a, a feminine and masculine perspective, you know, when you, when you think about the workplace and otherwise, we do live in a society that's very much, you know, uh, positioned for that masculine energy, right? You know, we're based on logic, we're based on getting things done, right? Meeting our numbers, crushing our numbers, especially as a woman in sales, right? You know, I can, I can imagine it's like, you're just, you're, you're, you're not following your natural, you know, uh, abilities. You're following, you know, that, that you ha- kind of have to, right? Cause that's very much the culture. And, and sometimes I, I, I think about that cause you also mentioned, you know, selling with feelings, right? And, and is that even a thing, you know, not in, in, in the current culture place, not in the current market marketplace, that's not, how you position things, you think, and you make things happen, right? So let's talk to that a little bit, right? You know, how, how did it, what did it look like in your journey? And then obviously that's, that's a whole big thing to unpack, but just, we can, we can talk at it from your perspective and then maybe we can dig a little deeper into it. Yeah, I think, um, so there's a couple things there. I think in, in my journey, my heart was just telling me you're in the wrong place, you're in the wrong place. So for me, it wasn't so much about um, incorporating a lot of this into my my salesperson hat. Yeah, yeah. It was more about, okay, how do I stretch myself where I'm at to begin to build my new life? Mm-hmm. And I think that's, an important thing for people to realize is, well, two things. Part of why meditation or any tool that starts to help you bring awareness to your environment and yourself is so crucial because if you're trying to listen to intuition, there can be triggers and wounds that masquerade around as intuition. Mm -hmm. So it's key to grow your discernment around what's speaking to you. Oh, am I triggered? Or is this an old wound? Is this from trauma? Or is this my heart leading me? Mm-hmm. So some people, let's say, would maybe want to just leave their jobs. They're, they're just sick of who they're working with. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah. Get me out of here. You know, avoid pain, avoid pain, avoid pain. Yeah. But what is that person triggering in you? And what's being asked of you to grow through? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Because if you leave thinking that that's your intuition, you're just going to recreate that pattern wherever you go. So everything, one of the, one of the things that I try to constantly remind myself, and then I become like a detective trying to like break it down and dismantle it and understand like (laughs) decode what the heck is the universe trying to tell me? Um, Everything's energy. So if there's something in you that is calling to be healed, you're going to continue to attract the patterns and scenarios that trigger you. And a trigger you can actually love, like a trigger, I would say, is when you're angry or when you're annoyed or when you're like, ugh. And that can be a flag to, oh, there's something unhealed here. Oh, I'm not feeling safe right now, so it's making me angry. I'm not feeling seen or like I'm heard. So that doesn't necessarily mean run away. Maybe that means it's time for a vulnerable conversation around like, I don't feel like I'm being heard or how can I communicate more clearly and articulate myself? Sometimes you do need to leave a situation, you know, it's different in every context and for every person. So um, I would say that's the first thing is really understanding when it's time to make a big leap. And I would generally say, it's very rare that it's time to make a big leap. Yeah, yeah. Usually it's how do you stretch yourself and build brick by brick the change that you want to see? Um, you know, so, so, I mean, even with this podcast, Tej, it's like you have, you've spoken about how you're doing it in phases, right? So like after the first 10, then you may change some things and upgrade because you know it's something you enjoy that you like. You didn't just, you know, Let's say if, you, if this is something you want to do full time, you didn't say, oh, I quit my job and now I'm like a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. you're like, how can I utilize my free time mm-hmm. to test something out and see if it brings me joy, learn the mechanics of it and then grow it. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's that's super key. Um, so that's the first thing. I also want to touch on um, selling with feelings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So when so when we're not numbing ourselves right? When we're not just blinders up, I've got to hit this number. Then we're actually feeling everything inside of us. So almost selling with feelings is more about understanding all the different voices inside that are speaking to you so that you can come from a higher energetic state. And then the sales conversation can be more about possibility and problem solving rather than I need to get this person to say yes. Mm. When you're in a higher energetic state, You can work with the person you're selling to, to be like, what do you really want? What problem does this really solve for you? How is your day-to-day different if you buy this software? Mm -hmm. You know, not Mm -hmm. just like, here's the features and stuff. I need to get this number, like buy it. (laughs) It's like, I want to be a partner and I'm unattached because I'm in this higher energetic state. I'm Mm -hmm. unattached to you saying yes or no. This is more a discovery call around, is there alignment between us to actually have this exchange? versus you have to buy my product it's amazing yeah yeah because when you have all these voices in you a lot of them are conflicting we all have them there's millions of them and when you have conflicting voices you know it's a lot of bandwidth that it takes up and that's why we do numb ourselves we're like we can't even deal with that and then you're just selling from your mind rather than connecting and saying how can i serve you today and make this awesome. And if we can't make this awesome together, I'm cool not doing this deal. Maybe it's we round back in a year or two when your company's larger and it makes more sense for our software. I'm just using that example. Yeah. Um, I was in software before real estate, but um, I think I think a key piece in in my growth journey has been 
loving, just showering all the parts with love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I love that. There's, um, as you were kind of talking through that, um, one of the things I want to highlight that you mentioned, you know, in, in the whole whole conversation, especially if, if there's someone out there listening and they're thinking, okay, you know, I kind of fall into that pattern that you guys are talking about. Like, what do I do? <laughs> right? Like, you know, it's, it, I kind of feel this, right? I feel you guys are feeling or you're describing, right? Um, so I think the first step is, is be curious, right? To, to Danny's mm-hmm. point, just be curious, like be curious about yourself. Like what are the things that light you up and the energy piece is so important, Danny, where um, what makes you feel good, right? Like, first of all, and then you kind of talk to you, you go back to the thing, actually, how do you get in tune with your feelings, right? You got to stop numbing yourself. So it's all kind of ties in to each other, but, uh, but it's about being curious and also taking small steps. And one of the key principles of the podcast is supporting the audience get 1% better, right? So it's kind of the same mm-hmm. principle of like doing something, just a little baby step, because when you start to think you have to have all this transformation or change your life overnight, it's, that's not sustainable and things don't get done that way anyways, right? So it has to come where you're curious and you just fell on the breadcrumbs and you're exploring the thread. Um, but also really important because all these things are coming up that you mentioned, also not shaming yourself uh, in, any, in any of the process, right? Because I fall into that trap too, to, to your point where, uh, <laughs> you know, when you're kind of thinking back at your life, you're like, you know, did I do things in the right way? And then you just get, you kind of bring your type A sales personality, like into everything else too, right? So you bring it to meditation, you bring it to working out, you bring it to your relationships, you bring it to everything else. It's like, I'm going to crush all this stuff. I'm going to meet my goals and I'm going to, I'm going to be the best meditator out there. Uh, And it's like so important to not do that, right? Because these are the things that require a different part of us that's in us, right? And and the connotations around masculine and feminine, like you don't have to think about the connotations that you know, just kind of leave that apart. Those are just energies within us that mm-hmm. exist in every individual and that exists in the world. And we have to get in touch with both to be integrated and balanced, right? And, and it seems like, Danny, that's been a big piece for you in the last couple of years. That's been the underlying thread. It's like, how do you bring those two together? And also when we th- think about the masculine energy and that part of us, also the, the pure form of that right? Because there is, you know, toxic uh, masculinity and some of the traits that are not, uh, you know, coming from that pure place. So let's talk to that a little bit. Like, what did it look like for you to integrate those two, right? For me personally, and I think a little bit to what you're saying too, I had to kind of lean over to the other side, to the extreme of really like exploring what, what the feminine energy meant in me, right? So you know, me kind of taking off on a trip and not having any plans was just so scary for me. Like, it's crazy. Like, I was like, I'm, what am I going to do? Like, I don't have a plan for once. Uh, and I just flew out to Europe and I was just like, all right, like, I'll see what happens. And it was super scary, but I had to like take that leap to like, to experience that part of me and, and to trust the universe and know that I'll be taken care of. But, you know, my mind was freaking out. It was like, it was not happy with me at all. Uh, but then, you know, once I, once I went through that, that, that year, you know, of doing that, um, I was able to bring that back and say, okay, now I can integrate that into the logical mind, into the masculine and kind of bring that together. And obviously, you know, you're never perfect at it. Neither is there a, you know, again, that sales 
you know, uh, thinking there's not a goal that I'm trying to reach in that because it's a lifelong <laughs> journey, right? Like yeah. you're, you're consistently working at it. Um, but what did that look like for you? Like, did you, and obviously it's different for you as, as a woman, uh, but at the same time, it's just a similar process, right? From, from your perspectives, I would love to hear, you know, and, and obviously it's still ongoing. So I'm not, I'm not trying to paint it that you've reached, you know, you've done it. <laughs> yeah, because I am far from that for yeah. sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, Miracles happen in the micro moments. Mm. So the things that are really going to shift the trajectory of your life are seemingly insignificant to the mind, mm. but it's, it's when you take a day, for example, so I, this is one of the practices I would used to, I used to do to try to start get, to get in touch with my body because one of the things being super type A was every hour has to be scheduled. Like if I'm not going out on a Friday, like, am I even alive? Like <laughs> if I don't have, if I sit at home for two hours, like not doing something, oh no, you know? And um, so what I started doing is I started blocking out my weekends and um, I would do entire Saturdays where I would just wake up and I'd say, my goal is not to get anything done. My goal is to follow my heart today. So sometimes I would be an entire Saturday in bed. And that would be withholding my anxiety about spending an entire day in bed. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. but I could hear my heart saying like, you need to rest from years of being like totally disconnected. Yeah. Uh, you know, you need to rest and be playing um, music that makes you feel really good. Or you need to be lighting candles or you need to be, um, putting, um, you know, oils in the air. So it smells good. Like I, I really wanted, like, it was very much like an aesthetic wellness type thing. Like how does the air smell good? What, what do the sheets and the robes feel like on my skin? What, um, am I being called to read right now? What book do I want to read? Or did something pop into my head to search on Google that I want to learn about? Um, if I walk out the door, with nowhere to go, how do I listen to my heart of like to lead me around the city and just enjoy whatever comes my way? Yeah. So that was one of the practices that I would do. And, and I'd say, you know, it's important to call in support for your transformation journey. So if you are going to essentially switch identities, you need to let the people that love you know all right because <laughs> if if you don't it's going to be really difficult to change yeah. because it's going to be because when you're when you're going through change a big part of that is boundaries mm -hmm. and boundaries are hard mm -hmm. especially because we grow up violating our own boundaries um of overworking of going against our gut of like letting someone treat us a certain way because we don't want to make waves. So I'm just going to walk on eggshells instead of like setting my boundary of I don't deserve to be treated that way. Yeah. And so part of a really big part of what I did is I texted my closest girlfriends and I just said, Hey, you know, I'm trying to get it. And you would put it in your own words, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I basically said like, Hey, I know it sounds weird. I'm trying to like get to know myself and part of what I'm doing is like staying in on the weekend. So it would mean the world to me if I had your support and what that support looks like. That's a key piece, right? Yeah. Because if you just say, I, I want your support, you know, people have different ideas of what that looks like. And so I said, 
And the best way to support me in that is if you text me and I say, I don't want to go out, please don't nag me about it. Please don't be like, oh, come on. Like, please just respect that um, because I'm really trying. And also, please keep texting me so I don't start to feel left out. Yeah. Because I'm going to see all your stuff on Instagram. I'm going to see all this (laughs) stuff. And and you know and some friends fall away and you have to know that that's okay it doesn't make them bad or you bad it just means that okay for the time that you were in each other's life that was great and now you're no longer serving each other and Mm -hmm. it's you're both going to grow you know more fruitfully apart and you can just love each other from afar so I did have some friends fall away and but the friends that stuck around like wow I'm so grateful and I felt so much love from them um and they did. They always texted me. I always <laughs> said no. Yeah. Um, and we're still friends today. So um, that was really a, a huge piece is like, how do I follow my intuition? How do I give my body rest? And how do I call in support to do that? Mm-hmm. And to your point too, I, I did a little bit of that. You know, I was on one side of the pendulum. Yeah. Swaying to the other side, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And So now it's about like, I think to me, the integration of masculine and feminine is if, if masculine, let's just say is action, Mm -hmm. how do I take action from inspiration, the Mm. inspiration of the feminine rather than taking action from here's what I know needs to get done in order to survive. Mm. How do I act on what's inspiring, what's energizing and marry those two together. And, and that can be from like a pure form of like, what's a new project, but also to when I'm looking at my to-do list, you know, maybe there is this higher priority one technically, but it's like, I have enough time to get, maybe get that one plus two more done. And I just don't feel like doing that one right now. You know, like what one has the most juice and energy for me to work on? I'm going to do that because the end product's going to be better. And I'm probably going to do it in less time than it would take me if I was just forcing myself solely from the masculine of I need to do this so you know how you do one thing is how you do everything so it's not like you have to be meditating and you're like okay I call in the feminine what's my amazing inspiration (laughs) idea today great now I'm gonna go execute that with my masculine and cool that's great like yes there are those moments and if you can incorporate more and more of those moments into your life amazing Um, And that's honestly what I want to get to. I'm not there yet. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, how can I take what I'm working with today and infuse the energetics that I know are best for me, that Mm -hmm. I know that I want to embody. And so those are the little moments that you kind of can infuse it in. And and that's one of the practices that I do. Mm, I love that. I love that point. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you've said so many great things, Danny, and I'm already thinking about all the quotes that I'm going to take and post them, you know, you said so, so many, so many uh, little, little, little key points that, that really suck out. So I don't think mm-hmm. I have time to go through all of them, but this, this has been, this has been amazing thus far. And, and this point that you bring up is so important. And I think it's really the underlying theme. If you, you know, if, if you fathom it in this way, obviously you don't have to take the masculine and feminine archetypes. Like if that doesn't, you know, you don't vibe with that, you can say feelings and thoughts, like however you want to, you know, however you want to take it on. Um, but it's important, right? Like it is us, it is us. And beyond the, the man and the woman archetype, just think about these energies within you and start to investigate them. Right. And, and the marrying of the two is, is where magic happens. I love what you said about, um, you know, 
take action from inspiration. So, you know, when something feels right and it feels good for you, follow that and then use that energy to then act on it, right? So it's, uh, that, that's such a key point. Um, and, you know, just the investigation of this too, right? Like as you start to investigate, because in our society, and, and you know this, Danny, is that, you know, especially in our, in our work culture and, and, you know, from your friends too, and to your point of, you know, people in your life, I, I had a, a big change when I moved from Florida where a lot of my college friends and my work colleagues there I moved to the Bay Area. Um, and when I was there, I had this whole, you know, I joined Abundant. And that was also an initiation or a, a kind of a, a point where that everything started to change at that point. And within the years, span of a year, I changed so much. It was crazy. So my, my friends from Florida couldn't even recognize what I was doing, right? Like who I've become. So I actually used to be known or, you know, my, I used to go by the name of TJ. That, that was my name in, in college and all my friends called me that. So I used an external spell to like reclaim my late name, Tage. So now I go by Tage. And that was like a, a sign to myself that I'm becoming this new person, right? And when you, when you, you're becoming that new person, some people will eventually not resonate with you anymore, which is completely fine. But then some people will, and they'll change with you, which is such an important point too. And the thing about tribe is so important, right? Like having the people around you and that can support that, that vision of, you know, I'll give you the space to go through that transformation without, you know, feeling like, Hey, why are you not part of the circle? Why aren't you doing these things? And, and there's so much pressure around that, right? Like there's so much pressure because we want to be included and we want to be a part of a, a, a tribe. So I think that's where abundant was so key. We're having a group of people that were going through the same transformation and investigating a lot of the same things. And we're all kind of like going through this, like, is anybody seeing this? Like, <laughs> is this like just us? Like what's happening? And I'm sure there's a lot of different masterminds, a lot of different groups, but like when you're first going through it, it's like so surprising. Cause you're like, I've been told a lie. <laughs> what, what was life? Uh, and you start to investigate and open up and, you know, come to a space of just, I think being more aware and being more intentional about the choices in life. And, and if that choice is to now, you know, work in a corporate setting and go drink on the weekends. Awesome. You know, that's your choice, but is it coming from that intention? Is it coming from you and you feel really good about that? Or are you just doing it because that's the thing to do? Right. And I think that's like the, the key difference. Once you've kind of gone through this and obviously it's an ongoing journey, you've gone through it now, you know, now make your choices from that intention and whatever that looks like, there's no shame around it. Right. Like whatever that is. Totally. Like I, I, I firmly believe, I mean, I think it's probably a, a bit rare, but I think that there are people who probably find themselves and it is congruent to drink on the weekend, yeah. you know, and yeah. maybe not to like, maybe it looks a little bit different, but um, that's, that's the whole thing when you bring no judgment, no shame. And, you know, we all are really trained with judgment. So don't shame yourself for having judgment. That's <laughs> yeah. like the double arrow, you know, like, oh no, yeah. now I'm judging, shame on me. Oh no, now I'm shaming myself, that's a judgment. Yeah. So you really have to be aware of like, whatever anyone else is doing is exactly where they need to be on their path at this time. And yeah. whatever I'm doing is, is, is what I need for my growth journey. And it's all perfect, it's all fine. And yeah. just like, take a deep breath. So I think, that's another thing we're conditioned with is that comparison mind of where's this person at? And it's like, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. You're never going to come into who you are mm -hmm. comparing yourself to someone else. Cause there's someone different. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. there's some universal concepts. It's like snowflakes. 
like everyone's snow, right? We yeah. all have the same universal things. We want love. We, you know, we don't like pain. We like pleasure, things like that. But every snowflake is different. Mm-hmm. Every, there's not one that's, that's like anyone else. And that's like people. So when you're comparing yourself, you're just like shaming your own beauty out of you. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that. Yeah. It's, you know, when you, when you think about all this and a lot of what we were talking about, it's like, it makes so much sense. It's like common sense, right? Like when you, when you, when you start to like really observe it, but then it's not common practice. Like, and I, I, I love to, I love to say that because a lot of concept, when you talk about them, you're like, oh yeah, that's common sense. That makes sense. But it's like, are you actually putting it into practice? So that's the key point as well is taking a lot of this and then putting it into practice. Um, now you've given, given us a lot of food for thought. I'm just like taking all of it in Danny. So I, I really appreciate it. Um, and I think you've covered the whole kind of spectrum of, of initiating your transformation journey. I think that's kind of like the theme that I'm getting from this conversation is like, you know, go on this path, you know, be curious, take baby steps and then, and then, you know, start to integrate the masculine and the feminine in you and explore the parts in you that you haven't explored in the past, just because it's not normal. Right. It will become normal when you start exploring because it's you. <laughs> like it is part of you. <laughs> well, I think there's like, I just think there's one, there's one more important thing to say um, that, that dropped in as you're talking. It's like, have no expectation mm-hmm. of what you're supposed to like. So this doesn't mean that you're going to be some yogi on a mountain. Yeah. Or you're going to be, or you're going to meditate. Like, although those things like have worked for us, they're just tools. Yeah. So it may look very different. It's, it's, it's not just, oh, getting on a path of like Zen. It's, it's getting on a path of becoming who you're, who you are. Mm-hmm. And so really what that is, it's like getting into your flow. What makes you so inspired, so focused where you lose track of time and you're just, you're just giving from your heart. Yeah. So that could be, you know, skateboarding for some people, you know, it's, it's, it's like, there's so many different ways this can look. And if you put expectations on what this is going to look, that's just going to invite expectation, judgment, and a lot of impatience. Mm-hmm. We're so used to that instant gratification. So yeah. it's like how you said before, it can be discouraging sometime for that type A overachiever to be like, oh, I tried this one thing. Was that it? Oh no, I give up. That wasn't it. I didn't figure it out. (laughs) But rather saying like over the next four weeks, I'm going to try something new three times a week Mm -hmm. and just be attached to the framework rather than did that activity bring me more energy? Be attached to the framework of noticing where your energy went up or down where it went up, bring those into your next month, try to do them more. And it's just like, be married to that rather than these single events of like, am I doing what I love? Is this making me happy? Yeah. <laughs> job? Because you're not going to know right away. Just same trap, same trap. <laughs> yeah, right? same trap. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that you bring that point because it's so important that I've, I've fell into that in the past of like, as I was mentioning, bringing that type A sales personality, like into my personal growth into my my spiritual journey and into other things because i it's like i'm gonna crush getting to alignment right like i'm gonna reach this day and you, you start and then you have a lot of expectations around it um and like what comes up for me that i, I do want to mention and, and you said you know losing track of time i'm 
being watchful of, yeah, being, yeah, watchful, yeah, yeah. <laughs> being watchful at the time as well. Um, but what I was going to say is, you know, when I initiated on my journey, like my biggest thing was finding that one thing, you know, finding my purpose. And it becomes, it became such a key point in my life that, you know, I had so much expectations around finding this one thing that I was going to just find and be like, Oh, this is it. You know, this is the thing I found it. And I like devoted my life to that. And it was so rigid and there was so much shame around it. It's like, why can't I find it? Is it, is this it? Is this it? And like that, that's such a key point to like, not avoid, you know, avoid that, right? Don't fall into that trap of like having expectations around what your journey should look like. And around purpose, like what I've discovered in my, in my path is that you are your purpose, right? You are the cosmic blueprint of your purpose, right? So you are always living it and you're always evolving into your purpose, right? So the channels that come up in your life are going to change, right? You're not going to be the same person that you are today move forward five years, you're gonna be a different person. The, the channel that you're delivering your purpose through might change, which is completely mm. okay. And that might even happen infrequently, right? That, that might happen in three months, six months, right? But it's the, the, the path is to discover who you are and live from that place, which is the manifestation of your purpose, right? So I, I, I yeah, I really wanted yeah. this. <laughs> I really wanted this. <laughs> Go ahead. That's so key. And I, I fell into that trap as well, right? It's so easy. Yeah. It's so easy. Um, and part of that is realizing, I, I think a supplemental trap to that is giving your power away. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the power's inside of you. It's not, oh, retreat after retreat, spiritual teacher after spiritual teacher, da, 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 all these things like someone yeah. tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it really, it's the powers in with you. It's, it's, it's like, you can have a, a teacher is, is just another tool, just like meditation or exercise or the food you eat or how much water you drink or the people you surround yourself with are all tools to help you like peel back the layers and allow more of your light to come out. And it is, it's challenging. I still have to remind myself that to this day because I'm still, you know, what's my purpose? What's my purpose? What's my purpose? And it's like, okay, I know elements of my purpose. How do I be that now? How do I, you know, bring fun to the interactions I have? How, you know, it's like before I, I, I just love, I, I'm like a child. (laughs) I like, like love playing tag. I love playing board games. Like, and that part got stomped out of me. Mm-hmm. during my during my journey and so I'm relearning how to have fun and so you know of course I'd love to say oh all I do is fun all day you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> um that's not necessarily the case but how do I bring more fun to every interaction I have so that that continues to attract more fun mm-hmm. I think is just an example of what you're speaking to that really resonated what you said yeah I love that. That that component is so important in all of it. Like everything we've talked about, you've got to kind of like the salt bay, you got to put fun in all of it, right? Like if, if fun is yeah, if, if fun is not part of it, then why are you doing it in the first place? Because you can, <laughs> I, I've gotten serious in, in, in certain parts of, of my journey, you know, prior to the transformation and even after you get so rigid about getting something done, then you forget that you got to have fun. So that's so important. And I see that we're coming up on time, Danny. Um, I suppose we can end it with, you know, like, what are you up to these days, right? You've gone through such a, you know, big transformation, your transformation continues. What, what are you up to now? I, I think I'll kind of leave it. I know what you're up to, but I want you know, just for the audience, like what's, what's transpired and, and what you're doing now? 
<sighs> you know, I am, um, I would say I'm practicing doing what we've preached on this call every day. Yeah. It's hard. It gets easier relatively, but it's still, it can still be a challenge. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm seeing how can we kind of transform the culture of, of, um, you know, work and what we do to be more inclusive, more fun, more playful, still achieving, um, more family friendly, all of those things. And, and that's why I, I love, um, you know, being at Abundant now. Uh, so I was, this was just to tie it all with a bow. So yes, I was a <laughs> client with Tej <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for two and a half years. And then I actually came on board um, as director of client success. So it's really awesome to be working side by side with super talented practitioners, um, really top notch coaches and um, exploring tons of different modalities for essentially creating a life within this new paradigm that's action from inspiration. Um, so that's really wonderful. And, and I'll, I'll throw in that that happened very naturally. Mm. It wasn't something that I went out and sought. So I knew that I was going to be making a shift in my career. I didn't know where, and I, and I wasn't really into looking at job postings. I just felt icky it's <laughs> yeah, my yeah. body yeah. and I was like it's going to just come to me and and this this transition happened really naturally and and it's really beautiful so I'd say that's that's one thing I'm up to like career-wise um personally I'm looking for you know the next creative project I started humans grow you can find it on Instagram at humans grow and that's really some of these concepts that we've talked about here today and just other little tidbits from my growth journey that I've just thought hey, this is really helpful for me. Like maybe someone else will find it helpful as well. So, so that's kind of like my current creative outlet. And I'm just, um, I'm very open to uh, finding what else brings more creativity into my life. So that's mm. another big focus of mine right now. I love that. I love that, Emmy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, yeah. I've enjoyed the conversation. There's been so many kind of ding 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 moments that uh I want I want to record and I want to like make sure that the audience kind of listens to and I've had you know a lot of breakthroughs in the conversation too and kind of reflecting on my journey and what's happened in the past two years as as you kind of mirror as we're mirroring that back to each other right so I appreciate you being on the podcast and being a guest um and I think the audience listening are going to have a, a lot of breakthroughs from this conversation too so thank you for coming mm -hmm. on Thank you for having me. You are a wonderful host and it was so great. My heart is definitely fuller than it was when I got on the phone. So I would say much more than 1% better. So you're, yeah. you're living your purpose. <laughs> awesome. I've done it for the day. <laughs> Thanks, Annie. Thank you, Tej.